Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. I am Asan. And I'm Derek. And we are here to talk movies with you people. Um, Derek, what's up, man? What you been up to? How was the last couple weeks for you? We've been off for two weeks now uh, due to some traveling and things like that. Um, what you been up to? Uh, nothing, man. Uh, just looking at the news coming out. We've had some really interesting... Um you know some interesting movie news coming out that we'll get to um and then uh i restarted uh restarted dead deadwood okay on hbo um didn't realize that and, and totally forgot forgot about it from the first time but nick offerman's in that in an episode of that show oh okay and uh full frontal nudity Oh, yeah. Right. So I definitely saw his penis, and I was like, and I didn't realize it was him at first. I was like, that looks like Nick Offerman. Is that Nick Offerman? And I didn't IMDb it yet. And then when the dude, because he wasn't that significant of a character, and then all yeah. of a sudden, full frontal nudity, and I was like, I'm gonna see if I'm watching, if I'm looking at Nick Offerman's penis, and and I was. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. You know, so yeah, been doing that. Um, great show. If you haven't started it, um, uh-huh. oldie but a goodie. Ian McShane. Um, Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant they they do an amazing job. Okay. Uh, their their back and forth is awesome, and uh, the cast of characters is great. And uh, if you have a problem with swearing, then don't watch it. <laughs> uh, good news, I don't. Good, because it is full of language. <laughs> great, but the funny part about it, I was reading about it, and it's it's interesting. They're using our current societal what our swear words are because they want it because the cowboys and stuff did swear a lot but the problem is, is that they swore like dag nabbit and like your yellow bellied cur and like all this stuff so all the funny time stuff so it would just come off as goofy if they were using that language so like i was reading an article about it and i was like oh okay that makes sense i understand why they swear so much now because mm-hmm. they were really mm-hmm. trying to encapsulate it and they were like how do we do this without coming off as just silly right yeah, you don't want you don't want him sounding like an old John Wayne movie. <laughs> Reach for the sky, pilgrim. Well, I tell you, pilgrim, I oughta, I oughta. You oughta what? Hit me, you overbloated alcoholic. Yeah. War coward. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Deadwood sounds great. Uh, it is. Yeah, I, sh- I should check it out. Um, you should. It's good. It's uh, it's five seasons. Okay. Five seasons, nice. so it's 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 a medium sized you know assignment if you're yeah if you're looking at it like that, um, okay. yeah everybody yeah does I look a great at all job. TV as homework. This ho- <laughs> I kind of do too at this point. <laughs> I mean that in the best. It's like homework I want to do though. You know, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like you know homework you don't want to do. It's, um, yeah. But yeah, so as so he started doing that, and then uh, we've been talking about it so much on the last couple of it's come up on the last couple of episodes. So I just started replaying Grand Theft Auto Five. Nice. Uh, yeah, I actually restarted playing that recently too. Oh, good. Yeah, it's such a so, good game. Uh, did you uh, did you watch the Superb Owl? I did watch the Superb Owl. I watched the first half of it. Um, okay, mostly because <laughs> I'm just not into football, and I don't have yeah. anything against people that are. I just didn't grow up with someone yeah. who would. I didn't grow up with anybody teaching me what football was. You know, yeah. and it wasn't a big thing in my household. My dad really watched it so that he could relate to his patients. Gotcha. You know, as opposed to really teaching me about the game. Yeah. So I grew up, I still don't know how the game is played. I still look at it as like, oh, look at the big men hit each other. <laughs> yeah. oh, he threw it far, you know, yeah. and then I wait yep. for the, and then I wait for the ads and I'm like, everybody shut up. Indiana Jones ad is on. And then, yeah. um, and then Rihanna and then we left. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, how about that's, you? That's what a good experience of it. Um, yeah, I watched it. Um, that was part of what I did last week. I just, uh, went over to a couple friends house. They had a barbecue, which was great cool um watch the game watch the commercials watch the um the trailers it was a good time um week before that uh i was uh in vegas all week doing a conference which was fun now did i Um, see in your instagram feed that you dj'd at a club uh yes i dj'd at the club in uh in Caesar's Palace, the Ooh. Omnia, but that was part of the private event that I was oh, DJing, so I, it wasn't it. So like just... a normal open club night. Oh, um, I thought you it... got like invited to DJ at a club in Vegas, <laughs> and I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" <laughs> oh, uh, maybe someday, but that uh, <laughs> the, the lane the lane I'm in um, with the private event stuff is uh, 
is is kind of more the lane I kind of want to stay in, just sure. because uh, I can dictate my own schedule and it pays well. Yes, uh, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, either way, um, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen at some point. Um, but that was fun. Um, yeah, and so now we're here. We've got so much movie news. So uh, much. Just from the Super Bowl alone, let alone the last two weeks. So, um, what do you say we dive right in, and then um, and then we can catch up on the Last of Us uh, towards the end of the episode. I love it. Let's do it. Fair. All right. Um, let's start with the Super Bowl stuff, trailers yeah. and whatnot. And um, what's not? Yeah, since that's going to be sort of the forefront of, of our news digestive sure. uh, schedule. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the old man that's still pretending he's an action hero, or uh, the <laughs> child abductor who's pretending he's a superhero? Yeah, uh, let's start with, uh, we can start, since you mentioned Indiana Jones already, we can start there. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, what'd you think? I think it's good. Was this, was this, um, I couldn't tell if this trailer was different from the one that was already released. Mm-hmm. It was edited down a little bit more for a Super Bowl spot, as opposed gotcha. to telling the whole kind of story about what's going on. And I okay. think that was smart that they didn't launch with a Super Bowl ad, because mm-hmm. we don't trust the Indiana Jones franchise after Kingdom of the <laughs> right. Crystal Skull. So they need to do some real due diligence and be like, hey, this story's going to be legitimate and not weird at all. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um it looks like it has all the stuff an Indiana Jones movie should have. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, there's going to be some uh, little bit of whimsy to it. Looks like there's going to be some thrills. Uh, uh, this is uh, if, there, if I have one qualm with it, and it's not really a qualm. It's just kind of like this is going to take some getting used to. Is there's a lot of CGI happening? Yeah, um, which is it just kind of. Is not really the aesthetic of Indiana Indi- Jones, no, so it's, it's kind not. of weird. You know it what I mean? Is. It has no, that kind I, of glossy. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the CGI doesn't look. It looks like Marvel CGI. You just use yeah. the term glossy, and I agree. Yeah. Like you can do hardcore. Like Neil Blomkamp manages to do hardcore hitting CGI and make it look mm-hmm. real, so it can be done. But yeah. like. This one looks like it's too fanciful, and I'm like, I know <laughs> yeah. that we're dealing with a with a Nazi fighting archaeologist who carries a bullwhip and a gun <laughs> to find yeah. artifacts. Yeah, but let's ground it a little bit. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's a lot a lot going on um, CGI wise, which kind of is pulling me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, granted, it is just a trailer, so I mean, it may it may feel a little bit more cohesive, like in the big the big. Uh, full runtime of the movie but that's like the one thing about it i'm like i wish there was like more practical stuff going on but um but yeah yeah there's gonna be a lot of practical stunt stuff for the stunts and the stunt doubles Mm -hmm. just because you got to make harrison ford look good at this point and yeah he's looking like a bag of pudding these days and i'm just (laughs) like buddy yeah He's age is starting to like he was fine for a while, right? Like yeah. he was mm-hmm. he was older, but he wasn't like old. I see him on the screen now, and I'm like, wow, Harrison Ford is like old, old. Yeah, he's he's at that point where like kind of like at the Clint Eastwood level, where like I don't believe that if he punches someone, it hurts anymore. No, you know it's what I kind mean? of like getting hit with like a bag of walnuts. You're just like, ow, that was yeah. inconvenient. Why did you do that? Yeah, exactly. Are like you gonna tear your skin? Please you. don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, it's, so be, we'll, getting into a fight with Clint Eastwood and Harrison Ford at this point would be a lot of like you being like, "What? Are, stop! Stop it! Yeah. Stop! Ow, ow, knock stop. it off! Ow! Stop it! It's like, does it hurt? No, it's just inconvenient. Please knock it off." <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so we'll see how they handle that, and if they address it or not, or if they just pretend like he's still fifty. We will see. Uh, they're doing a. They're doing a. Fla- the movie is opening with a flashback. Where they're doing CGI de-aging on him. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, we will. We will see. Um, uh, let's save the Flash for last. Let's get to a couple of these other ones. Cool. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm-hmm. What did you uh, think of this trailer? Uh, looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you gonna say? It looks like Guardians. It looks. Yeah. It looks good. It's. They're not doing anything different. They're doing the same mm-hmm. thing that they've always done, but they're doing it well, and mm-hmm. you can't complain about that or hate it. Um, and if you do, bah humbug to you, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 
but no, I just it looks good. I'm interested to see Gamora and Star Lord's relationship dynamic. Now mm-hmm. that she's kind of like he calls her a dick in the trailer, and uh-huh. I was like, okay, so she's not gonna like launch right into like the oh my gosh, the other me was in love with you. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I think it's gonna be interesting to watch Star Lord pine after somebody who he's still in love with, but who isn't in love with him, mm-hmm. and doesn't see the point of being in love with him because she's not that same person. Totally. And I'm like. That'll be interesting. Um, I'm getting every single time I see a trailer, I'm getting real convinced that Drac and Drax and Rocket are gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I have a theory about that. Okay, yeah, please. I, uh, I think Drax might. I, I think Drax might die. I think Rocket is going to have all his stuff removed and just be a normal raccoon at the end of this. Mm. So a symbolic I, death. Yeah, it will be a death to the rest of the crew, but he'll finally get the life that he's always wanted to just be a trash panda. Un- yeah, to just be a normal creature without the you know the 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 what do you call it like the unbearable weight of uh, of massive talent. No, the unbearable weight of uh, the augmentation you know, that he went through. Yeah, and being yeah. a con- like a conscious being, and he never asked for that. You know what I mean? He never asked oh, for no. additional suffering on top of <laughs> right what he would normally have to deal with. So I think that's. That's going to be his ultimate thing is like just 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 make me normal again. Yeah. I think is going to be his thing. And I think yeah, Drax may be the like an actual death, but I think Rocket is going to get because uh, he's obviously uh, and I think we'll learn about that about this in this movie, but I he's obviously been through a lot and mm-hmm. has endured a lot of loss and all that kind of stuff. So I think he'll I think the dramatically it would be nice to see him get what he he's always wanted, which is just to be free of the you know the burden of existence in that yeah. way, so uh, yeah, I think that's where that's headed. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I looking forward to this. I think uh, I think it's going to be good. I am I'm interested to see uh yeah the rocket storyline the high evolutionary stuff that they got going on. I'm really interested to see um black uh not black Adam Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Adam Warlock, at least in the beginning of this, is going to be doing the High Evolutionary's bidding. Um, mm. At least that's the way the trailer makes it look. That could also be a red herring. But, um, yeah, I think that might be the case. Like, he's uh, kind of working for the High Evolutionary because he doesn't know what else to do until he discovers, like, hey, maybe this guy's what this guy's having me do isn't the greatest, and maybe I can have right. my own my own goals or whatever. Um, right. So, yeah, I think this looks great. I think... Um, it looks good just on a visual level. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks great. I love I love what, what Groot's doing. I love the the age that he's at and the size that he's at. I think this is like prime Groot. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. so <laughs> excited to see this. <laughs> Late teens, early twenties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to all this, man. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really, really fun. It's and, gonna and, be and one hell of a ride. Sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like I'm ex- fully expect. I'm going hydrated so that I can cry my eyes out. Yeah, that's probably a uh, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, I was thinking so because after watching this last spot, I'm like, they're say like they're alluding that it's going to be an emotional movie, but I'm like, and all the other movies are emotional, mm-hmm. but this one seems like they're really leaning into it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm prepared for this. Yep. Um, speaking of uh, crying and 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 all of that, uh, Fast Ten. <laughs> oh, what an emotional roller coaster! Yeah, Can't, the tears just down my face. Dude. So the group, I, the group I was watching it with was hilarious. They were like, <laughs> "Another one," and one of them was like, "How many does this make?" I was like, "Oh, this is 10. And they were like, "What the?" F-? Dude, it's so many movies. It's so many movies. It's so many. <laughs> yeah, for a I franchise am, uh... that has ten installments, I'm like. Dude, the only other franchise I can think of that is like that, like main run franchise, like mm-hmm. not in separated into trilogies, right. is like James Bond. Right. Yeah. Maybe Mission Impossible is up there too. Mission Impossible is up there as well. Yeah. How many Mission Impossibles are we? I up think there's to? six Mission Impossibles so six far. Six Mission Impossibles. I think you're right, honestly. Yeah. I think this is number seven, I think. Or maybe it's number six. No, it's, One, I think it's number seven. Two, three, four. Five, six, seven. Oh, and this seventh one, Dead Reckoning, is Dead Reckoning Part One. Okay, so there will at least be eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Tom Cruise doesn't kill himself doing stunts, <laughs> which could happen, the man um, has a death wish. I swear yeah. to God, I don't even think he's an adrenaline junkie. I think he just mm-hmm. has a death wish. 
Yeah, I think he's one of those people who's just like made up his mind. Like, if I'm gonna die, a it's gonna be on my terms, and b it's gonna be doing the thing that I love, <laughs> doing something awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How did Tom Cruise die? Oh, uh, he was jumping a motorcycle into a canyon, and then was transitioning into a base jump, and he slammed into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. He actually hit the wall with so much force they can't get his body down. It's like fused to the rock. That's how fast he was going. <laughs> yeah. He tried to flying squirrel suit from space, and it uh, <laughs> he burned up on reentry. The afterburners went on his reentry. Bl- exploded. <laughs> Why did he have afterburners on a squirrel suit? Look, man, it's Tom Cruise. We don't know. Yeah. We stopped being able to tell him what to do a long time ago. Yeah, once he became our boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, Fast 10. Um, I got to say, uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for these movies. Oh, absolutely. I do, too. <laughs> she, uh, partly because of just the sheer undertaking that it is to make these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they make them every year and that they're, even though they're not great movies by far, like they're very, you know, I wouldn't call them B movies because they have such a big budget. Oh, but no. like, it's schlocky, you know, summer block, blockbuster type movies. But like, they're all watchable. Like, none of them are ooh. like, ooh, turn this off. No, you they're know what all I mean? highly entertaining. <laughs> Even yeah. the second one, which is arguably the worst. No, mm-hmm. is it the second one or the third one? Which one's Tokyo, Tokyo Drift? Drift is the third one. Third yeah. one. Okay. Even mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift, which is arguably mm-hmm. the worst one out of all ten of them, is mm-hmm. still watchable as hell. Hundred like, percent. It's yeah. very entertaining. Like yeah. you know, it. I, I, there's just there's something weird about these movies. I never thought that physics defying cars could be this entertaining. Yeah, they, it's so funny that like John Cena and The Rock have both been in these movies because they these movies are very much just pro wrestling. It's mm-hmm. like there are very clear good guys, oh, very yeah. clear bad guys, and at the end of the day, the good guys are going to beat the bad guys. Because sometimes, of family. <laughs> yeah, sometimes good people turn bad, and sometimes bad people turn good. But at the end of the day, good always prevails you know what i mean it's just very simple <laughs> just uh, americana just storytelling that like and I god think... help you if you put sleeves on vin diesel <laughs> yeah exactly how dare you yeah and i also love that like once you're like like once you're in the family like you automatically just have some kind of superpowers now yeah like... <laughs> when you join you get something it's great. Like in this trailer, John Cena like body slams a guy through two floors of a building. Yeah. I know. I'm very excited. It's like, what? Jason Momoa's outfits in this movie oh, look man. absolutely what just snake skin everywhere and yeah. leather chaps. I mean it <laughs> seems like, like yeah, it seems like they're trying to do like, all right, who's the who's the perfect foil for Vin Diesel's character? Because Vin Diesel's character is very much I wear the same thing every day because I I'm wear a simple work shirts man. without the sleeves. <laughs> yeah. And this guy's like, nah, I'm gonna wear snake skin all the time because I'm not a simple man. <laughs> Because I'm a rich boy whose parents yeah. was killed. I'm bald. He has long hair. Yeah. <laughs> We're total opposites. I in dress every way. in monochromatic. He dresses in flashy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I drive a car. He drives a motorcycle. <laughs> With no helmet. That is very yeah, specific. No, of course though. not. We, you can't wear a helmet and cover up that mane. No, absolutely not. What, are you going to have little tendrils blowing in the wind underneath <laughs> yeah, like, as exactly. it sticks out of your helmet? No, you got to have it like superhero level, like a lion. Yeah, oh man. I can't wait to see how many ridiculous motorcycle crash situations that uh, uh, Jason Momoa just simply walks away from. <laughs> Dude, yes. Oh man. My other thing, too, that I loved on the trailer is when Dom is driving the GTO. Which is like uh-huh. the kill, you know, the car that everybody's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know what I mean? Which is, yeah. don't get me wrong, a 63 Pontiac GTO is a great car. Like, I, yeah. it's one of my favorite muscle cars of all time. So I'm even mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's do it. Is, mm-hmm. it a, is it a Challenger? I can't remember what he drives. I thought it was a Pontiac in the first one. I, is it? I can't remember. I don't, I'm not a car Look, guy. So yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm barely a car car guy, and I only, <laughs> yeah. know, I only know the ones I like, and outside yeah. of that, I'm like, I, I got nothing for you. Um, yeah. We should call my mechanic friend Nick. He would be able to tell us. Mm-hmm. Although he probably doesn't watch those movies because the car <laughs> physics isn't realistic. And that's what I was going to say is I loved in the trailer when he's driving and it's the car and there's two helicopters shoot harpoons into him for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, instead of just shooting him, 
Like, yeah, instead of just firing an RPG, no, you, just, you just mount a minigun on the side of that bird and just like mow him down, like you know, and turn him into Swiss cheese, like brep, done. Yeah. But like, no, harpoons are what they're gonna use. So they shoot yeah. two harpoons into his car, and then in the trailer, what the trailer makes it look Cause like because that, that's what you want to do when you're flying a helicopter at top speed is literally attach an anchor to yourself, yeah, yeah and a weight. Yeah, that you can't control. No, it's just unwieldy on the on the cable. But so like, two what harpoons. Was the, what was their plan? No, that's what I'm asking because this. Th- what I'm going to say is what happens makes me go. Why did you do that? And because they shoot two harpoons into his car and then start lifting him up and then seemingly he hits a couple of buttons and then the gas and then the car goes back like out of the. It's in air and then it goes like it defies physics and like brings both the helicopters back down onto the onto the road and then he speeds off. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, they should have just had Dom fire the harpoons. That would make more sense than the helicopters firing the harpoons. Dude, a giant harpoon firing muscle car as it flies down the fruit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's all of that and more in this trailer. Oh, um, there's so much in this in this trailer. Ba- basically, the entire cast, uh, minus The Rock and Gal Gadot, are back, basically. Um, of the of of this franchise, Han is back. Uh, uh, Jason Statham is back. Everyone's back. I was <laughs> happy to for... see that Jason Statham came back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's great. Um, I like him. I, I think we're probably going to get Gal Gadot in this movie. I think she's probably going to make a comeback. Surprise um, cameo. Yeah, they're doing a lot of. Uh, I put up a poll on Instagram. It was kind of a joke poll, but I was like, when the first trailer dropped, I was like. What is going to be the uh, the new frontier that the that the fast team? Oh explores? yeah, no, I participated in that poll. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the options were deep sea, volcano, time travel, and Spate. just plain racing. I think it was just plain, yeah, racing, just plain racing. Was racing. another one. And um, I think the I think the most popular one was either volcano or just plain racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I, voted, why- I will say that I voted for time travel because I want this movie to be as insane as possible. So, so I so it's so it's interesting that that was an option. That was kind of a joke option only slightly because in this trailer they are doing a lot of because Jason Momoa's character uh, originates in the fifth movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's like the son so. of the, the villain that they kill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the fifth movie. Mm hmm. Uh, they're doing a lot of like uh, retconning where they're like showing old footage and Jason Momoa was there the whole time. Yeah, no, uh, that one I was like, oh come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we just didn't know it because he wasn't a thing yet. Um, <laughs> he wasn't famous enough yet to be yeah. in these movies. <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of doing some meta time travel with the with the storyline. Um, so uh, may, perhaps they are priming us to do some kind of like time travel adventure. If not in this movie, then maybe in the last movie that they're doing because this is this is technically like kind of a part one. Uh, they this was going to be the last movie, but then they decided they're going to do another one after this. Are they doing um, another one after this? They're doing so this because I did not they, know that they intentionally made the log line the the end of the road begins now, which is hilarious. Which I um, thought that was a weird title for the last movie. I was yeah, like, that's exactly. a weird way to tagline to end your movie on. Yeah, <laughs> I think they are going to do another one after this to try oh to. Because um, I, I and here's to try here's and my, eke more money out of the system. Well, yes, that. But also, I think what they're trying to do is, I think they ultimately want to bring Paul Walker back and do I like a deep say. fake kind of CGI thing. And I think they want to give themselves more time to do that well um, and make that the finale. Make the because I th- I could see them doing the finale of this of the franchise being sort of a very stripped down back to basics racing movie with Vin Diesel and and Paul Walker and and do like a sort of you know give him the luke skywalker treatment but you know that kind of stuff takes time and a lot of money and effort so i think they're just giving themselves an extra an extra movie to do that in instead of trying to force it into this one um which yeah. i think is probably a good decision it would be a big power move to bring a paul a paul walker back to yeah. the franchise to bring the yeah. whole family back together for the mm-hmm. for one last ride yeah but we've been doing this we've been doing one last <laughs> ride 10 times yeah exactly <laughs> so um yeah, man. Um, it's like just call yeah. it a ride at this point. Like <laughs> it's just a ride. It's you don't just need a ride the drama. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. We got Quantum Mania this week. Mm-hmm. Um. How are we feeling about that? Feeling good. Feeling good. 
Yeah. All right. No complaints. Um, I know that uh, I know that Jonathan Majors went on record and he wants to see Kang and Iron Man face off. That would to be which really cool. I said, someone's finally thinking correctly. Yeah. <laughs> this guy this guy gets I like it. this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's putting he's trying to put my guy back into it. I like this. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, um, speaking of that, um, did you hear what Jason Momoa jokingly said on the red carpet? No, what did he or say? Or no, sorry, not Jason Momoa, um, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, what did Vin Diesel say on the red carpet? Vin Diesel said that for the last movie, he would like the the villain of the movie to be Robert Downey Jr. playing a tech billionaire who's invented this AI system that's replacing all like manual driving. <laughs> So they're fighting and, against technology now. Yeah, basically. They're just he's fighting like the, the future. Anti-Vin Diesel, yeah. So Vin exactly. Diesel's just fighting the future in like yeah, exactly. modernization and change. Okay, so he's a Luddite. All right. Yeah, exactly. So I thought isn't that, was that funny. the isn't that the plot of the movie Stealth? Where like <laughs> yeah, a stealth basically. fighter plane gets impl- implanted with AI and then it goes rogue and then the other yep. like the best it's proving that like manual operation is still the best. It's kind of like how spy movies are still having to find ways to justify keeping a boots on the ground spy around. <laughs> yeah. Can't we just use drones? Uh, you can. Uh, no, for some reason we can't. <laughs> no, I have good news for you, Asan. You can and they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, all right. Um, Quantumania. Quantumania um, looks I, solid. Yeah. Um, is that all the Super Bowl trailers besides the Flash? Were there any yeah. other ones? Yeah, there was. There really wasn't a whole lot this year. Uh, did you see? You seen the trailer for Scream Six? I have. Yeah. Yeah, that looks great. I have. Uh, right. Shout out to my favorite podcast, the last podcast on the left. They got there's in one of the scenes in one of the trailers, uh-huh. in the the guy who plays Flash in the Spider Man franchise. Mm-hmm. In his room, there's a poster for Last Podcast on the left in the back in the in in the wall. Oh, cool! They also they also got a um, got a shout out as a carving on a bathroom wall in The Last of Us Two. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, that's so, awesome. I know. So they're I'm 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 happy. I've been with them for a while, and it's nice to finally see them start to break through into like mainstream and just see little hints and stuff like that but yeah cool good for them yeah that's the big takeaway for me from scream six everything else looks fine <laughs> yeah uh i like i like moving it to a new city that's cool mm-hmm. like putting it in new york is, is Freshen I think a it good up. move yeah give a give um, a new group of kids to kill bring back yeah. some oldies yeah that's another franchise that's gonna have two gonna have 10 movies soon <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's crazy um yeah, they keep yeah going. those movies are yeah and apparently the last i didn't see the last one but apparently the last apparently the last one's really good um, I like the movies. I liked the first one. I like the. I like basically the first three of them. Were I thought were really solid. Um, that first movie is like a classic in my opinion. Oh, but, um, instant classic. Yeah, it's so um, good. So yeah, there's that. Um, okay, let's talk about the Flash, shall we? Um, the Flash. Ezra Miller plays uh, Barry. Uh, Allen. What's his last name? Barry Allen. Uh, he is going. He's going through the Speed Force, and he keeps going back to the same timeline where his mom is alive, and um, he there's a lot of Batman in this movie. Two <laughs> Batman. Got, yeah, we got Ben Affleck and uh, Michael Keaton. But ben um, Affleck Michael, in the blue and gray suit. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton's... Cool. Yeah, that is very cool. And uh, Michael Keaton seems to be the Batman in the universe with the younger, long hair Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that that universe doesn't have a Clark Kent, but instead it has a Supergirl who hasn't been released yet. Like she apparently, when she crash landed, she was abducted and taken to some kind of government facility. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else um, that there is in this trailer. He ruins things and puts Zod in charge. Oh yes, yeah. The when Zod shows up, there's no, there's no Superman. No one to stop him. No one to stop him. So they're just kind of laying waste to the city. So they have to team up to stop Zod. Um, and uh, from what I've heard, Zod and the um, the Kryptonians are just one set of main villains. There's a few different main mm-hmm. villains in this movie. Um, one being uh, the rumor is an evil like Reverse Flash, an evil Barry Allen. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm 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 surprisingly looking forward to this uh, much more than I thought I would be. Um, uh, I don't uh, because I'm used to Ezra Miller playing this part in the Justice League and Batman v Superman, all that. I'm not. It's not jarring for me that he's in the movie given his personal stuff because I'm kind of used to seeing his face, so that didn't right. really pull me out of it much. Um, 
and I think I think there's a a lot going on here, and I think that uh, it still manages to look pretty cohesive and looks like it you know it doesn't look like complete chaos and the action beats that we see in the trailer look really good um yeah it looks like uh <laughs> Ben Affleck is <laughs> Ben Affleck is funny because he he has this charm about him that I think shines through even when it's clear he doesn't want to be there uh and like and that's kind of what's going on in this movie he's like he look really man doesn't want to be there <laughs> like he's he's you know he he looks like normal kind of thinner ben affleck he's like look i'm not getting ripped for this again yeah i'm not doing that just <laughs> he, and then judging by his face at the grammys he doesn't want to be anywhere these days no he'd much rather just be at home uh, I think he really just likes making movies with Matt Damon because he looks very excited to be there in that uh, Michael Jordan movie. Yeah. But, but I think he just likes making movies with his best friend and he doesn't really want to do anything else. You know? Yeah, I think that's where he's at too. Yeah. He's just like, I hate the haters. I just want to yeah. do things with my best friend in a basement and be fine. Exactly. Um, which I can't really blame him for. Which I will um, say this. It was really funny watching the trailer for Air that was on Super Bowl. Uh-huh, um, yeah. Because the people I was with, they were like, so it's a movie about Michael Jordan? I'm like, no, it's a movie about Michael Jordan's shoes. And they were like, that's <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's like, uh, that's the uh, that's like the the trend that I think started a few years ago, where it's like we'll just take the the you know the usually like the mundane aspects of some really incredible stories, and we'll make a a compelling drama out of it. Yeah, um, I don't know how dramatic you're going to be able to get how interested you're going to be able to get me about Michael about Air Jordans. Like they're a great <laughs> shoe. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Revolutionize yeah. the basketball industry. Like yeah. yeah. Totally. Like, we all know yeah. about Air Jordans, but, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to see a movie about Air Jordans, and I specifically don't know if I want to see a movie starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon about Air Jordans. <laughs> yeah, well, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are like, challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're they're talented, so, I mean, I think it's 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 highly possible that that movie's going to be really good, but Look, uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to really go see it. Yeah. I'm still going to go see it. It's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like yeah. just doing their thing. Like, of course, I'm gonna go watch it, but like, totally. I'm not expecting to love it. You know? Yeah. No. 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 Um. So yeah, this looks great. Um. It's good to see Michael Shannon back as Zod. Looks like they're mm-hmm. doing uh, a, you know, a little bit of what Fast Ten is doing and kind of repurposing some old footage and like recontextualizing it, which is cool. Um. It is. I'm looking. I mean, the, obviously, the glowing highlight of the trailer is Michael Keaton's Batman. We oh, get yeah. that sequence at the end where he's like, uh, he delivers a line, I'm Batman, and then proceeds to glide down and beat up a bunch of dudes. And, just and lay waste to just, a bunch of just dudes. Lay, just lay waste. Um, he body slams a guy from like 20 feet in the air. It looks really <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, Dude, yeah, I, I think this movie's going to be great. It's great to see him back in the 89, the updated 89 costume, yeah. too, with, like, the Batwing cape and everything mm-hmm. like that that also doubles as, the like, ears. the glider and yep. the ears. Oh, it's so, yeah. like, the super pronounced skinny tall ears. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It, I hope that they're able to give him a little bit more bil- mobility in his neck from 89 because the yeah. whole not being able to turn the head, you have to turn the head with the shoulders was a little, <laughs> yeah. like, that's really bad for situ- situational awareness, Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I also love that. Like his, I love the look of his bat cave. Um, mm-hmm. I love that, like the tech is still like kind of like a lot of it is still from like the eighties and kind of you mm-hmm. know he wouldn't have had the necessarily the means to or the, the time to like do a bunch of retrofitting. But I think this, I think this movie looks like a lot of fun, and all the reviews yeah. so far are, are saying that it's great. So I hope that it is, and I hope this is like a good restructuring point for Warner Brothers DC. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, honestly. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yep. All right. Shall we dive into some DMs? Let's do it. All right. You sent me this this morning. Uh, actress Emma Corrin is cast as the main villain in Deadpool 3. Yes. She just played uh, Princess Diana in The Crown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wonder... Uh, yeah, no news on what no villain news it on is. No what character it is. Okay. But um, yeah, she's the main villain. Um. James Mangold yep. is in talks to direct DC's Swamp Thing. Oh, cool. That'd be great. Yeah, that's a great fit. Yeah, coming yeah. off of his Logan run and just his other stuff, he's really solid. Yeah. I think he would do justice to Swamp Thing in a big way yeah. uh, just because that is – it's a uh, – it's a, it's not the most mainstream of like, right. you know, of like 
properties. Yeah. So no, I totally. think he'd be able to introduce that in a really in a really nice way. I do too. Um, there's a new Riddick movie in the works. Yes. Called Riddick Furia. Um, which yeah, I'm all for it. I I I liked Pitch Black. I really liked the Chronicles of Riddick. I I Chronicles saw that movie at the right a, time. I did too, <laughs> and I liked that movie a lot. <laughs> I did too. Um, yeah, I, I also think that, that was one of those great few, imagery. To that was it. one of those few movies that I walked into not knowing what to expect, and just yeah. being full free of like any judgment and being like, "Wow, this is amazing." <laughs> yeah, it's just so like, especially for the time, it was just so like big and like grandiose and like literally just threw you into so much world building without really holding your hand through it no um it did dune before dune was dune in like the sort of the modern remake you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it was like yeah it was it, i, I like that movie a lot um so yeah i'm super into that um <laughs> uh one of my uh one of my favorite vin uh vin diesel roles uh as uh riddick Oh yeah, um, it's a very fun role to do. Now you sent me, uh, you sent me this this uh, headline from Spartacus. Spartacus sequel series is in the works from the original showrunner. So I see. I never watched this show. Um, is Spartacus good? Worth watching? Well, I know I'm going to anger some people out there. Okay. Uh, by my response, just because I have a friend who's so into it that he's for one of his birthday gifts his mom gave him like the practice fake like wooden swords that the gladiators practice with gotcha. like in the film they were actually used on screen oh, like cool. and stuff like that they're props from the from the show and so uh-huh. he loves it okay I've got a couple other friends that absolutely love it I think it's okay gotcha um, okay. it is a I think it's stars or showtime I can't remember which one but yeah. it was it's one of those that like it's one of those shows that in the mid 2000s or the 2010s got bogged down with trying to show how much sex they could get away with gotcha you know or be like look we're a sexy show and it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah but why don't you just make a show you yeah. know it was it's from it's very 300y so if you want your like 300 fix with like some sexy drama on the side then it's a great show for that um the later se- the seasons that the later seasons do get better um and one of the problems that they had which was disappointing was that the main the main actor that they cast as Spartacus died during the during filming from oh, wow. cancer Oh no! So they had to replace him as this other guy with this other guy, and um, the, the I mean, it's it's kind of jarring, but it's not too bad. Um, okay. But yeah, it's it's all right. It's an okay show. It's very of the time. Gotcha. <clears throat> the sensibilities yeah. of the show are very of the 2010s. Gotcha. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. I don't think it's I don't think it's amazing, but I also don't think it's bad. Okay. You know, it's worth a watch if you need the Swords and Sandals TV show fix or whatever that's got some fun intrigue and some good characters and stuff. Then it's a good one to go down the rabbit hole with. But it's not one that I would recommend people run right out and go see. That makes sense. Like, um, I kind of have of the mind of that they were because they're doing a sequel series. I was mm-hmm. a little bit like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's totally. It, it's a little bit late for that yeah the momentum's gone so yeah i think some executive was just looking at the landscape and was like what what topics can we cover with prestige tv now that we're in this era oh uh gladiators all right no one's doing gladiators right now. (laughs) yeah no one's doing gladiators (laughs) honestly it's a smart it's a smart move for them to do to do a gladiator show because there are no there's no swords and sandals or gladiator like roman stuff on tv right now Mm -hmm. and for a while in the 2010s early 2000s up to 2000 mid 2010s there were like tons of shows like rome was a show that was another sexy show that like tried watching it with my mom but there was too much sex in it and I was just like this is just awkward <laughs> yeah um uh but yeah so Rome was a show and that's when you had it was kind of coming off the gladiator you know the movie mm-hmm. gladiator momentum yeah. and like everybody was like ah oh, we need our own product to this and um yeah so we'll see okay well we'll see if it ends up being good um I wanted to jump to this uh Patrick Stewart was told to stand by for a Professor X cameo or return in Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that ends up happening. It probably I, will. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Um, yeah. 
Patrick Stewart's great. He's <laughs> number one. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the DCU is aiming for two movies and two HBO Max series per year. So that's their their just their hope hopeful release schedule, which I think is um, I think that's ambitious. It's doable and ambitious, yeah. but not like yeah. overly so, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. the one thing that I think James Gunn and and Safran are going to have is um, part of the strength that they're going to carry is that they know how to not try to just copy Marvel because you can't. Right. Yeah, you can't. And yeah, there's no point in trying. to They do created that. the they created the shared the shared universe so it's yeah. like and they're doing it better than anybody else so at least in film so it's like yeah. <laughs> did it yeah. first did it best so yeah. how do you you know totally um uh yeah uh this this was uh big news uh last week uh amc plans to uh set their pricing of tickets based on which seat you choose oh yeah this bs which is a horrible idea. <laughs> the worst. That is, let alone like you guys sell a monthly ticket subscription service. How's that gonna work? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just <laughs> I'm not gonna like you're gonna if I pay monthly. I'm not sitting in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Or on cr- the edges. Yeah. I'm gonna sit in the middle because I pay monthly. Yeah. It's dude. It's a horrible it's, idea. It's such a stupid <laughs> idea. And I know they're trying to cite like Broadway and like like sports events and stuff like that but i'm like the movies are like the one sole area where you can buy a ticket and you're no better than anybody else there is no vip yeah. section the one thing that makes you better than everybody else is arriving early so that you can get your seat if it's not like reserved yeah but like just do seat reservations and keep it like keep it fine it drives me nuts how they're like oh this will drive ticket prices up it's like people aren't gonna then all the then all the middle seats will be empty and the edges will be full and people are just going to stop going to the movies. People are going to stop going to the movies. <laughs> yeah. Stop raking us over the coals and making it so expensive to go to the movies. Take the monetary hit yeah. and make it less, and then people will start flocking back to the movies. That's what the, yeah. That's what. Like I don't understand about the industry. They think if they keep increasing ticket prices and they keep like doing and changing all these things that people will want to come back. No, the thing that... The thing that realistically stops people from going to the movies is a family of five can't go see a movie for cheap right? like yep. they used to. You know, yeah. it's the same reason like the uh, the Angels owner, the guy that owns the Angels baseball team, when he uh-huh. took charge of the stadium, he was like, it is atrocious how much it costs a family of four to come to a come to a day at the park. He's like, we're going to change that. And that's what the yeah. movie that's what the, the movie theater industry needs to do. Yeah. Is they either need to go they either need to go like Arclight and go and Sinopolis and go more boutique with it where yeah. going out is an expensive like thing mm-hmm. and it's more of a more of an event mm-hmm. or like AMC just lower your ticket prices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do it charging more for the closer you get or whatever is just that's insane. It's just insane. It's, it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so it's, dumb. It's crazy. Um literally when they posted that I was like, "Oh, so AMC doesn't want to be a theater chain anymore." Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. Um it's just like uh, yeah, there's there's got to be a better way. If if the problem is you need to make more money, there's got to be a better way to do that than charging more based on where you sit in the room. Agreed. Just, uh, you can't do that. Um, uh, all right. Back to some more movie news. This really excites me, unlike AMC. Um, Amazon Prime is doing a live-action Spider-Man noir series. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, it will... Um, it's going to follow an old, grizzled superhero who won't be a version of Peter Parker... And it will be set in New York City in the 30s. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's a great idea. Um, I like that it's not Peter Parker. Um, it's just a different universe, standalone story about, hey, what if a guy with Spider-Man powers was in New York in the 30s doing noir detective stuff? I'm super into it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. But he also has Spider-Man powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which makes it awesome. Watching mm-hmm. watching Spider Man go up against gangsters, like thirties style gangsters, is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um yes. Very excited for that. I'm more excited for that than I am Silk. Yeah. What is the Silk doing. series that they're developing? Silk is a side character to Peter Parker. She's kinda okay. like um uh, I'm blanking right now. Mm-hmm. But she's basically she gets bitten by a spider and gets mm-hmm. powers too okay um 
They really have a problem with spiders in that universe. Yeah, they got to do something about all these spiders. They got to lock them up, man. Uh, King of the Hills, <laughs> King of the Hill is uh, getting a revival on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's good news. Um, that's been in development for a while now. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, King of the Hill is, uh, I think, a very, very, very criminally underrated uh, animated show. I would agree. And I'm glad that it's coming back, man. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, Dude, I'm excited. Um, Zazzy Beats. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that, look, go ahead. That's what I was going to oh. go to next. Oh, Zazzy Beats and... Um, uh, Tom Hardy are going to be in a Apple TV Plus uh, drama series called Lazarus, and the story follows an emaciated young man who is found wandering along a train track. Thirteen years earlier, he and his sister went missing, presumed victims of the notorious serial killer Jurek Walter, played by Hardy. To find the sister police detective Saga Bauer, Beats must go undercover in the maximum security psychiatric hospital where Jurek Walter has been kept since his arrest years ago. Nice. Um, so that looks fun. Super into that. Um, Tom Hardy's getting back into his crazy guy uh, bag, which is great. Uh, he's great in Bronson, so I'm I'm really excited to see what he does with this guy. Oh, Bronson um, is an amazing movie. It is. Uh, his, his performance in that is crazy. Um, yeah, he's great in that. Um, I'm I'm really excited about this. This is giving me like kind of Silence of the Lambs kind of vibes, mm-hmm. the Cell uh, vibes with Jennifer Lopez. Um, oh, the yeah, cell. This, yeah, that movie's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that in free. That's one of those movies that I go, do I rewatch it to see mm-hmm. if it still holds up, or do I just lay, leave it in my mind as like just a great weird movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I think it's probably worth revisiting. Um, just there's a lot of cool visual stuff going on because it was in the early 2000s era of like uh, where like horror was very kind of like. Um, uh, very sort of um, art deco, mm-hmm. very like um, uh, almost like uh, what do you call it? Like cyber punk ish. Yes, like, cyber stuff. The internet featured a lot heavily. In- yeah, it was very like uh, yeah, very like art deco, very avant garde horror was right. at that time. I feel like um, yeah, it, it kind of everything kind of looks like a Marilyn Manson music video. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that movie is really interesting and it's really like scary and tense and Jennifer Lopez is really good in it. Um, so yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, I would say revisit it. All right. Um, I will not sure if it still holds up, uh, but, uh, it was very See, good, uh, at the time. Ever since I tried to watch space jam oh, and yeah, got don't like, do that. I got like 15 minutes into it and was like, <laughs> I have to turn this off. I'm ruining my own like childhood memories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you no. Know, so that's is... why I kind of go with the cell with some of those movies. I'm like, is it worth going back and watching or do I just leave it in my mind as like, a, oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, totally. Like sometimes we, yeah, we look back more fondly than the, those movies actually are. Right. Um, yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. We talked about all of those announcements last time. All right, I think I'm ready to close up the DMs. You good? You ready to close up the DMs? Oh, Constantine 2 is still in development amid DC Studios shuffle. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, Constantine 2 is still coming, which is great. I love the first Constantine, so hopefully this one uh, continues in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. I think um, if James Gunn is going to be involved in it or have his overarching thing for it, it's going to be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus Keanu um, Reeves, so. Yeah, plus Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Perhaps Keanu Reeves uh, uh, training uh, an underling of some sorts mm. um, to also fight demons and whatnot. There you go. Um, that'd be fun. Um, we haven't seen Tom, Tom or Tom. I was almost said Tom Cruise. We haven't seen Keanu Reeves do like a do like a um, a mentoring role yet. No. Um, which I think he's he's perfectly at the age to do so. So looking forward to that. Um, have him do you know? Have him become the Morpheus. Um, so yeah, looking forward to Constantine too. Yep. Um, all right, shall we get into the Last of Us? Let's do it. All right, Last of Us episode number four is called "Survive and Endure" or "Endure and Survive." What's it called? It's "Survive and Endure." Okay. Um, but I'm looking it up right now. Please endure do. and survive. I was wrong. Endure and survive. All right. Um, yeah, this episode was uh, a follow-up to the 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 uh, 
now famous classic episode, episode number three, um, Nick Offerman. That uh, that episode was really good. Um, I was really interested to see how they chose to follow up that episode. Um, and I have to say, this episode was really good. I think it's a really good follow-up to... But we have two um, episodes to cover, because we haven't covered episode four either. Oh, you're right. Okay, so, so we have episode four, please hold please hold to my hand, and then episode five, Endure and Survive. Okay, episode four is them moving towards... Uh, moving through the city of Kansas City, basically. Right. And that's more of a... An episode to kind of reestablish uh, the main storyline and, and kind of move us forward um, in that storyline and, and, and basically reestablish their goals and what they're trying to get to. They're trying to get to Wyoming um, to reunite with Joel's brother, um, Tommy. And, um, and, and it was really an episode that, like, I think really solidified uh their relationship between mm-hmm. Joel and Ellie I think it um it really did a lot to like endear us to both of them together and kind of create an interesting dynamic between the two of them um that's the episode where they um are lured into that ambush right yeah yeah that's yeah. the one where they're lured in the ambush and uh he finally like realizes that yeah she's gonna need a gun too yeah yeah she kind of has her like you know, her her bat mitzvah, if you will, or like her 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 coming out party as like a yeah I'm I'm kind of an adult now uh, yeah. I've seen enough I've done enough uh, you're gonna you know you're not gonna be able to do this alone you're gonna start treating me like a, an adult if we're gonna make it through this alive yeah so he yeah entrusts her with a gun and um and that was like a obviously it's a big move for him because you know since the trauma of losing his daughter um he kind of has felt like. I got to be the sole protector. I got to protect everybody. I got to be mm-hmm. the one to, to to shoulder all the the responsibility of protecting everyone. But she kind of is like, "Hey, you can't do that. <laughs> it's impossible." <laughs> so you got to let me help. Uh, and yeah, he had to trust that. And so that was like a big moment. Um, and yeah, that was kind of the main thrust of the episode. And then um, the uh, literally there there were some. Uh, this is also the episode where they we really dive into the hunters. And Kathleen and that Mm storyline and kind of like what they're up to and like the sort of the history of Kansas City and how that that QZ was overrun by the hunters um, because Fedra there was very, very, very brutal. And they were like, we're not taking it anymore. And it made them brutal. So they turned out to be the exact same thing they were fighting against. (laughs) Exactly. Which I think is a a recurring theme in in this show. I think it is. This is one of those, this is one of those things that Last of Us is doing a little bit, not as much as Walking Dead, but it's also doing that, like, aren't human beings the real monsters here? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's always going to be a little bit of that, I think, with with zombie stuff. And this one is kind of like, I, the thing I like about the the game, and then that is, I think, is really shining through in the show, is that like there are varying degrees of like right and wrong, and morality is not a fixed thing. It's, it's a, a thing fluid. that evolves. It's a fluid thing, and if and what's more important than constantly being right is being fluid enough to to move with where morality is going. And I think mm-hmm. the people who are fluid enough will survive, and the people who are not usually meet a grim uh, fate. <laughs> well, like they did in episode five. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So let's, I guess let's close the book on four. Um, let's get to five. Four, a five. lot happened in four, but yes. also not a lot happened in four. Yes. A you know lot, what I mean? Yes, 100%. I think there was a lot. I liked it. But. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a good way to follow up the third one because it, it like literally is the exact opposite in which like we're just just gonna follow our main characters. We're not gonna do any departures, nothing like that. I thought that was a great way to follow it up. Um, episode five. So at the end of episode four, they're they're sleeping, trying to wait out the night to make their escape in the morning, and they are confronted by two individuals um, holding guns. Episode five, those individuals are revealed to be brothers Henry and Sam. Sam, the younger brother, is deaf, and they communicate via sign language and like a little notepad that he has. Um, and they've they've been on the run for a few days from the hunters because uh, Henry uh, turned over uh, the leader of the rebellion, Kathleen's brother, to Fedra in order to get some leukemia medicine for Sam. And they're they've been on the run, looking for a way out of the city, trying to avoid the hunters because they are surely going to be killed um, if the hunters get their hands on them. So they make a deal with Joel and Ellie, much to Joel's chagrin at first, to um, 
basically come alongside them uh, and and have Joel kind of lead the way because they're not very violent people. Um, and they'll show them the way out if Joel agrees to clear the way. Um, they make this agreement and they end up kind of, you know, bonding and becoming friends. Uh, and with the the hunters hot on their trail, and then this this culminates in, in two very, I think, very cool sequences. When um, First, when they take out the sniper, I thought that was really cool, straight out of the game, where Joel mm-hmm. has to, like, flank the sniper uh, and, and take him out. Um, and then you basically use that sniper rifle to to fight back against the hunters as they show up and then the infected which they had all (laughs) driven underground and kept in this little area um, because of an explosion they are able to get free and basically create a giant mosh pit and start destroying everyone (laughs) dude (laughs) and that scene was insane (laughs) i started swearing at the tv (laughs) i was so upset yeah, it was uh, it was truly horrifying and terrifying and crazy. AJ um, came down and she was like, "What is going on?" She was like, "It looks real." I was like, "Don't watch it! Like, if you yeah. don't know what's going on, you can't see it yet." Yeah. So, like, plus, it, if you I, just see this, you'll get stressed out and have nightmares. I do have a couple nitpicks with this sequence, okay. and they're not huge, but they are, I think, a little bit inconsistent for the sake of keeping the action going. Okay. So it's it's established early on in the show, and even more so in the game, but it's established in the show that the once the infected reach the point of being a clicker, mm-hmm. they don't have vision anymore, and they hear right. by, they, 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 they operate out of like echolocation, that's why they click, they, they only hear things. So... But as runners, when they're first infected, they can see. But as soon as like the effect, infection evolves into the clicker stage, they can't see. Um, so I'll do the minor nitpick first and then the larger one in a second. Um, the minor nitpick is the soldiers, uh, when the infected get free, it doesn't really make sense that they like charge. That's one. Two. Oh, the, uh, that they like... Um... <laughs> that they come out World of the ground and they're it? just like in a frenzy World War Zing it. That didn't really make sense to me because I'm like, well, what motive do they have to be sprinting around? I mean, I guess um, if there are some runners in that group, they would have been sprinting around. But a lot of them look like clickers to me. But yeah, but um, how do they keep getting? How do they keep getting like refills basically of like newly infected if they've been living underground and no thing. one goes in that area? That's another thing too that they yeah. didn't really. Well, so. Uh, I I only picked this up after re- after watching like a breakdown video on Emergency mm. Awesome's YouTube channel. Basically, the timeline because it's kind of hard to tell when you're watching the episode. So apparently, that the timeline between when Fedra fell and they and uh, the hunters took over and drove the things underground was Didn't only Fedra, like a leg- Fedra. Fedra drove the things underground. Fedra drove them underground, yeah. and then and the then hunters, the hunters took, over. took over. Yeah, uh, when the hunters took over, that only happened like eleven days prior to the episode. Oh, so the the, the infected had uh, had maybe only been under the ground not that long. Oh, okay. um, so that yeah, it's kind of nebulous as to like when at what point they drove them underground versus like when they emerged again. So I don't know. Um, I think they left that ambiguous on purpose uh, because they don't want you asking too many questions. <laughs> My other nitpick was uh, you would think that the soldiers or not the soldiers, but the hunters would have known, hey, we stand a better chance of surviving if we just are quiet. You know what I mean? If we just don't if we don't scream and we don't run, we're probably like if we just hide, we're probably better enough uh we're better, probably better off that way. And then especially I had a problem with the bloater. The way the bloater um, <laughs> kills one guy, even though it was very satisfying to watch. Like, the bloater at that point definitely cannot see. So, like, right. yeah, he's firing at him, sure. But, like, the bloater makes a beeline for him, and he stops shooting about halfway. All that guy has to do is, like, run. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> And yeah, obviously, like I, I think for story reasons, like they he he 
the point is he's these people are willing to sacrifice themselves for Kathleen, and I think that's the point. But it was also like, eh, I mean, he I yeah. think he probably could have survived that. I think and he could have survived. You know, he could have just like not shot at it and like ran. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, run, j- gone with Kathleen. Yeah, as soon as but the, then, I see the but then the mechanism of her getting attacked by the little girl the, the, doesn't the work because then one, that yeah. other guy could still shoot them and whatever. Right. But, right. Yeah. No. So ultimately, it, yeah, I'm nitpicking and it was fine, oh, but yeah. like. Thinking about it in retrospect, I'm like, hmm. But uh, I did love that sequence. I thought the bloater looked really good. Um, yeah. I get that they're not doing the spore bomb things because that's like that makes it, things a little convoluted. Um, but I love the fact that the, the bloater just ripped the guy's head off. Yeah. Because <laughs> that oh, is yeah. what happens a lot in the game. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was very brutal and hard to watch. Oh, another uh, – just to jump back to episode four for a second. One of the most like harrowing scenes in this show it, to me is when um, – Joel has to kill that guy that like Brian that guy that's like trying to kill them and like he's already shot and kind of paralyzed losing the feeling in his legs and Joel's like tells Ellie to go go in the other room oh and you yes just, you hear him yes. crying out after for the, his mom and after it's like the ambush oh and he grabs God, the knife dude. and he's just like nope I'm like oh <laughs> fuck yeah, and you just hear through the wall, the guy's like, please, no, mom, mom. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't yeah. believe they did this. They do a really good job, like, just being like, Phew. Yeah, a guy just screaming life for his mom is, is The one horrible. thing I will say is that wife, life in this show is not wasted. No, no, right? no. Like Every kill really, means something. Every kill, yeah, exactly. Every kill has a purpose. Every kill means something. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah, only it was only really this episode where like there was like some cannon foddery things happening mm-hmm. with like the 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 hunters. But they, I mean, they they spent uh you know damn near two whole episodes establishing that these people are the worst, uh, yeah. and they constantly are just killing innocent people. Um, but yeah, like oh, yeah. for the most I part, I was freaked ev- out because I would have pissed my pants in that situation. But I also <laughs> was like, oh good, yeah, fuck these yeah, guys. Exactly, these people are bad. Let's not forget yeah, that. Let's eat them up. Like let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then yeah, I thought it was a nice touch to uh, after the speech where she's like, <laughs> you know, kids die all the time. Like, why should we care? You know what I mean? Why should that kid be worth you know everything and blah 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 blah? And then she's killed by yep. a child infection. I thought was was great. So um, poetic. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, man. Um, and I love that it jumped on her face because it's kind of like she did a lot of. She spent a lot of time in the show just kind of pontificating and, and giving a speech and it's just like shut up you know what yeah, I mean yeah <laughs> yes there was that time okay so there's that scene where long hair guy that gets his head ripped off um, yeah there's that scene where he finds her and she's like do you ever go back to your old childhood room and I was just like oh shut up yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like you're a dictator, dictator nightmare <laughs> yeah. of this city who's indiscriminately killing people that wronged you, that like quote wronged you while they were trying to survive under some of the harshest conditions human beings can endure. Yeah. Like, and, and the irony of the irony of her being like, you know, is it worth everything for for this for him for this one? But that's literally what you're doing with your brother. Yeah, you're like, it's <laughs> you killed my brother, so now I have to kill you. It's like that's all you're doing. You're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, you literally you brought your entire bitch. army to die for one guy. Yeah, for one guy. <laughs> yeah, one guy. Yep. Like, wow, you are stupid. Yeah. yeah, which is probably you know. All, the beauty, I think, of the game and then in this show that they're bringing to life is that all of these encounters that Joel has that he's seemingly just a witness to, like with Kathleen and her situation, with Frank and Bill and their situation, with Tess and with the Fireflies and all that, all of that is to help inform his character on what he's going to do in the future when he has to face similar decisions. So right. I'm excited to see how this informs his decision making and, and the, the storytelling later on in, in oh for sure all that so i'm really looking uh really looking forward to this show man it's really good like they it haven't is. missed yet like all the episodes are great um yeah i'm looking sundays forward to the are, next- sundays are some of my favorite days now i get very <laughs> yeah. excited it is very 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 exciting although i will be honest i can't watch this show at night no, it's 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 a little too dour and yeah, like this is a daytime show for me. Yeah, you don't want to le- you don't want to you know end your night on on a note like these shows tend to leave you on. Um, and speaking of which, um, so the way this this episode wraps up is uh, Sam is bitten 
by the infected in that in that exchange, Dude, Sam the younger brother. That yeah. killed me. I was like, "Come on, show!" Yeah. Like, I know it's gonna happen because of the game, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like, "Dude!" <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, you know, it's taken out of the game when he's like, um, <laughs> you know, do you? What if there's the people are still inside inside the monsters? And he asked that because he's bitten and knows he's going to become a monster. Um, and that was, uh, I think, a, a, a beautiful moment of Ellie trying just to save him with her blood. Mm-hmm. And it obviously didn't work. Um, no, no, it did and not. she wakes up to him attacking her. And then um, Sam, or I thought this this moment played out beautifully where um, Sam is attacking Ellie and it spills out into the main room. And Joel is going to intervene, and Henry's like, "No," and basically he's like, "This is my responsibility." I, right. I thought that was such a beautiful moment because it was a, it at first it feels like he's like, "No, don't don't touch him." Like you, yeah, I don't care what he's going through. You can't, you know what I mean? But it was actually like, "No, I it's this is my responsibility to you know I was the one who was supposed to keep him safe, and you know you shouldn't have to do this." And he in the moment he shoots Sam because he knows he has to. Um, but the moment in the grief and the, you know, the, the horror, he's horrified at his actions for having to shoot his little brother and turns a gun on himself. And it, it, that's basically where the show leaves us. They bury yeah, him. Where the, the show ends. Yeah. Is they bury him and, them then, and then walking away. It's, it's like, Ugh. yeah, it's so dour <laughs> and so like such a downer. <laughs> it's so dark. It's just and hopeless it's just like oh god it's so that's the thing though it's so good though like it is it is yeah it's so well done but at the same time i'm like i need a break man yeah so yeah man <laughs> last of us uh, episode five um survive and endure or endure and survive um yeah man what a what an episode um, I'm excited to see there's a trailer for the next episode where they finally get to Wyoming and, and, and uh, regroup with Tommy. So we'll see how all that plays out. Um, you see what he's been up to for the last few years. Oh, um, yeah. Get back into some Firefly stuff probably and see where we go from there. Um, but yeah, I'm loving the show. You loving the show? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, Sundays I'm very excited for. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else you want to touch before we get out of here? No, I think we covered everything today. All right. Cool. Well, uh, um, they can find you online. Find me online. All right. You can find me at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular, WeeklyRegular.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for joining me this week, Derek. And we will see y'all next week. Next week.